Aw, dang, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Funtown Arcade Show, episode two. This episode is not going to be about VR, but rather uh, next week's episode definitely will. This is about Pokemon Go again, follow-up and some news. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, so if you have any VR questions, get back to me or post a comment, please, and we'll talk about it next week. The reason I wanted to bring that up was uh, that having the Oculus for a while kind of reminds me of this thing. Uh, this GPS device that I have had for over 10 years now, uh, before there was even really no uh, such thing as Google Maps or anything, uh, I had this thing It would go online and get GPS coordinates for these geocaches, which uh, basically would remi reminds me of having the Oculus now. I feel like it's a cool piece of hardware for people like me, developers, and making stuff for it or whatever. But uh, software-wise, I think it's still like 10 years away, basically, from uh, getting, getting to be uh, to the point of like Pokemon Go status, where what, what they've done with GPS technology that's been around for 10 years, that's finally a piece of software that is uh, taking, taking such advantage of it. And take, it's uh, still taking the world by storm, I asked for questions. Uh, Charles wrote in saying, why could they uh, not actually test the client? As uh, yes, there's bugs that have nothing to do with the server issues that they're letting, or if they do, they're letting the servers control way too much, it seems. Um, yeah, it definitely seems like that, when it's, but it kind of reminds me of uh, Diablo 3, which was kind of the tipping point where even though that was a single-player game people wanted to play, they had to be online to get connect to the Blizzard servers because they treated it as an online game. So even for Pokemon Go, when the servers are down, which is happening constantly, finally today the game is back up live uh, this afternoon, but pretty much all day uh, people weren't able to log in, uh, just basically due to the uh, unforeseen popularity of the game. I, I don't, which I, yeah, I still don't think anybody could have ever predicted, but everything actually is going on online when you're playing the game, even just opening your inventory, I think it's going to have to ping the server, because it actually, at first when you start playing, it seems like the only multiplayer thing related to the game is just who controls the gym, uh, but as uh, I, I play more and more and have seen more people play, it is kind of like an MMO. Uh, so around the, when the game first came out, Jeremy Parrish wrote this thing saying, did Pokemon Go just reinvent the MMO? And at first I was like, well, this is not an MMO at all, what is he talking about? But actually the more I play, I think it kind of is, and it has reinvented it. Uh, this is a cool article because it also talks about how when the original Pokemon game came out, everybody for years and years talked about when is there going to be the real Pokemon, which was the online version, which never really came. I mean, they had trading and stuff like that. But uh, kind of from the beginning, everybody knew a long time ago that if this formula was online, it would be so successful. But this, it's, it's such the interesting thing is that uh, Pokemon Go isn't kind of what we expected it to be, but it is what kind of, in a weird way, what everybody wanted uh, when they were a kid playing Pokemon. Um, and yeah, the seeing people gather in, in these parks 
and talking to each other about cha changing tips about how to play the game. It kind of is like in an MMO, like World of Warcraft, people getting together in towns virtually talking. It's it's basically a massively, if you don't know what an MMO is, it stands for Massively Multiplayer Online Game, which was the, of these terms that you know had to be come up, come up with it to define what's the difference between a shooting game like a Call of Duty or uh, something like World of Warcraft, where you're all, there's tons of people online. Um, so traditionally, that's what we thought of them as an MMO, like EverQuest or WoW, where you have to be able to chat with people uh, and see their avatars walking around. But yeah, this game just twisted it, and we are the avatars walking around in real life, going to our parks and the, all these landmarks and playing the game and interacting with people in real life. It, it is just uh, so such such a phenomenon. Uh, there's been some negative stories in the news about it. Um, I saw so you know the the memes. I'm not going to post all of them here, but you know people complaining about whatever. How do you have time to play Pokemon? You know or whatever. I'm. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall that then there were memes fighting back against this kind of saying actually it's you know it's doing so 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 much good for the community, bringing all these people together. We're walking and having a fun time, and um, for a while the people complaining about the complainers were actually starting to get annoying. Um, but yeah, overall it's it's been a really positive community, still going strong despite all of these server issues, which yeah have been pretty serious. So it's going to be interesting to see what they have to say if they mention this at all at uh, Comic-Con, which is going on uh, starting tonight and on Sunday. They're having a panel for Pokemon Go, which they've upgraded to the Hall H, which is like the biggest hall where people have to wait in line forever to get into. Um, yeah, so I know some people that are going. I'm not going to Comic-Con this year, but let me go. Let me know. Um, yeah, definitely follow up next week with what, what, what went on. Um, yeah, also speaking of Nintendo, they were in the news this last week with this NES Classic Edition. Um, really cool little device they announced coming out November 11th for 60 bucks. 30 games built in. Uh, almost the coolest thing is, uh, the two coolest things I think is the list of games, which they, I'm not going to list them all here, I'm sure you can look it up online, but it's basically 30 really great picks of uh, the classic NES games that people are going to remember <clears throat> or just will enjoy playing. Second coolest thing is these controllers, which they're going to sell additionally for 10 bucks. Um, which are the replicas of the original NES controller and they plug into the Wii remote port for like where the nunchuck would plug into a Wii remote. So they're uh, also going to, you know, that compatibility with your Wii U and um, yeah, it's just for 10 bucks. That's just going to be an awesome little controller, I think. Um, yeah, some, so some details about this thing that not, not everybody might have picked up is there's no internet connectivity. It's just the HDMI connection to your TV and 30 built-in games, and then more and more questions about this thing started being raised. You know, okay, how can you get more games on it? Can you open the little flap and put an SD card in there or something? Uh, there's not really anything like that. It's just a closed system, but 
I thought this tweet from Ray Barnholt was pretty hilarious, um, where he's basically just put up this buyer's guide of people, okay, they want an extra slot, they want more players, player support, wireless controllers, and basically the more and more you want, like you, you could just have a Wii U, they, Nintendo already makes an actual console, that's how they sell these games on the virtual console and have for years. Basically, we all already have all of these games and ways to play them, but I, we're still just super excited that Nintendo is releasing this little console. It's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, so other, other things in the news lately, uh, No Man's Sky has gone gold. I like this picture. I think this is the whole team. So I, I, uh, what I thought was crazy is this game has been selling for 60 bucks and it's such a small team. I'm like, I think I've worked on a game with more than twice that size that's sold for like half that price. What is going on here? But uh, it is a super cool looking game. Um, I think it, what, what my perspective on it was, was the original trailer they put out caught everybody by storm at E3 2000, uh, like, 14 or something a couple E3s ago. Um, it was just kind of one of the trailers among many, and it was like, oh my gosh, you could explore anywhere in this game. This is amazing. All these different planets. It's procedurally generated, which kind of like reminds me of Spore, where it's like, yeah, there's a ton of different planets and a lot of things to see, but they're not going to be that interesting. Um, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. This game comes out uh, no, three weeks from now, November 11th. Um, I've, yeah, like everybody, a lot of people online were following it from the beginning, and um, it's just cool. This guy uh, got to have the studio and make this that huge game, and it's got such a buzz behind it. Um, I think everybody's happy and slightly jealous of this guy. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting. It's been kind of had a lot of mystery behind it. it they show, like, you know, this exploration and combat, but, like, to what end? I don't think that anybody is really sure yet. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of it for this week. It's a going to be a short episode. I think I'm going to try to stick to like about ten minutes or so with these. Do once a week, meet up here Wednesday night with all my Facebook friends and everybody online. I'll also be uh, posting these onto YouTube and SoundCloud if you want to check them out that way. Um, yeah, I just want to send end with this funny video of our son Parker. I was so tired that he was eating uh, these little things, snacks, and basically falling asleep. He couldn't even eat. He finished his dinner tonight. It was, uh, pretty hilarious. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah, anyway, yeah, pretty pretty funny, cute, such a cute little guy. Alright guys, let me know what you think of this video and uh, what, what you want to see next week. Um, yeah, see you guys on episode 3, it's going to be about VR. I'm going to try to meet up with my buddy Danny uh, in VR and talk to him through VR in the episode. Uh, one of the coolest things I think about having the VR headset so far, uh, not really any of the games, but just like the social experiences, kind of like... Uh, Pokemon Go, how it has these, these crazy social experiences talking to everybody else who's playing the game. But um, in VR, you play a game online in VR and see another person walking around and you see their head moving the way their head would move and their hands the way their hands would move in real life. It's uh, really something, so I'm going to try to capture that for you guys for episode three when uh, we're going to be in VR talking about VR. So uh, let me know any questions or things you want to see on that episode. Until next week, see you guys. Thanks for watching.